Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Elizabeth Lewis. Elizabeth, you are an executive performance coach. You are found on the web at elizabethlewis.com. Elizabeth, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Josh. And and who do you get to? You get to work with some cool people. I do. I do. Um, I mean, everyone's unique in their own, so I don't want to exclude anyone from not being cool, but everyone's cool in their own regard. (laughs) Yeah. And, and talk about uh, the work that you do specifically. Yeah, I work with um, entrepreneurs, financial advisors, small and large businesses to help them um, increase their revenue, increase their mindset. You know, at the end of the day, people do businesses with people. Like, I think sometimes we forget yeah. that business is made up of people. It's not like something else that we make it. And so, uh, you know, business is really learning how to love humanity and meet the needs and break free from some of your limiting core beliefs. I mean, so many people want to talk strategy, but your strategy means nothing if you have the wrong mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you mean by mindset? Mindset is, that's a great question because it's such an overly used, um, uh, a word, but your mindset is really a cluster of your core beliefs, your attitudes, your thoughts, and so forth. And so, you know, we've all had limiting beliefs. I think we kind of get them when we're kids. And so those limiting beliefs can really pause us. I mean, so many entrepreneurs are addicted to stress or need to Mm -hmm. do life perfectly. Like a lot of high performers have a core belief that I have to be perfect. And that belief of I have to be perfect will completely stress a person out because it's not obtainable. And so we've got to work to remove these core beliefs. We've got to increase self-esteem. That's my biggest like shocker. And what I've done for the last seven years is the low self-esteem and self-confidence of some of these high performers. And I'm like, whoa, bud, you're a rock star. Like, let's learn to love yourself. And so it's really entangling that as well as building in that culture and the strategy to get them um, off to the races. I've gotten companies to the billion dollar and multi-million dollar marks by just working on tweaking the mindset and the strategy. Yeah. Um, where do you think, and, and talk about this perfectionist suite, because certainly, <clears throat> um, you know, <laughs> well, okay, I would be, I, I, I definitely have that streak. And, and again, it's like, because I want to create great things and right. I care very deeply about, you know, creating outcomes and, and, and especially like, you know, with my own company, like we, you know, we have some pretty, we solve some big problems for Mm -hmm. people. And I'd say one of my biggest fears is like, I don't want to let people down. Mm. Like that, that just, that really, you know, that's what keeps me up at night is is the fear that I might be letting down another person who's putting their trust in me. So that's a little bit of pressure that I think we take upon ourselves as opposed to maybe other roles where, well, you know, if the bread is not made in a certain way, it's, it's not ideal, but it's not the end of the world. 
Yeah. And that's the thing. We all have our thing at the end of the day. And it, it really does go back to your childhood to a degree. Mm. You know? Well, talk, talk more about that if you have any insights. Well, you know, our, our core beliefs are built between ages zero and five. And very rarely do people go back and challenge their core beliefs. You know, a lot of people don't really even have self-awareness. And I'm a geek. I'm constantly learning and studying. And I'm in a neuroscience training right now because I specialize in neuropsychotherapy. And um, it's fascinating how Americans are so obsessed with their feelings, but feelings are constructed. Emotions are constructed and we forget that. So you actually are creating your emotional situation. It's not necessarily the truth. And we always have the vocabulary to really identify how we're feeling. So sometimes it's learning that, but our core beliefs can really stop us based off of our soul wounds. Cause you have to remember um, until about age 11, you can't think abstract. Your brain doesn't fully develop until age 25. And so there's a lot of experience that happens to us as as children and depending on our parents and our caregivers (laughs) sometimes don't always um, help us understand life the best I mean it's funny to me when you see a parent yelling at their two-year-old I'm like your two-year-old hasn't even lived a thousand days yet like reel it in a little there kid like talk to them in a way that can help them grow and optimize their cognitive abilities but those core beliefs can limit us I mean unfortunately I had a really rough childhood Um, my brother literally like verbatimly did try to kill me as a kid and so I had a core belief of like, you know, men will hurt me. And so I had to like break through that. And then I've had other people who've had core beliefs that like, I have to be perfect or I'll be rejected. And so it's these facades we start to develop as little kids to kind of protect us. You know, coping mechanisms aren't always healthy and they can become core beliefs too. Hmm. What what do you mean by coping mechanisms? Like what would be an example of a coping mechanism that, that might not be awesome? Well, let's just stay on the on the thread of perfection. I mean, perfection is rooted out of rejection, right? You felt rejected at one point in your life. So yeah. you adopted the belief that if I'm perfect, I won't be rejected. And so you hold on to that core belief of as long as I'm perfect, everyone will like me. As long as I'm perfect, nobody can hurt me. As long as I know everything and can, can provide everything what they need, I will always be accepted, right? And, you know, if you take a second and pause, you hear the in prideful, entitlement, conceited viewpoint, but you don't see that in the moment, right? You're just really trying to find a belonging and a, and a safe space because that's hu- how humans are created. We need belonging. We need relationship. And so in time, you have to kind of learn how to, well, let me pause there. So some of the manifestations of that core belief is um, all or nothing thinking, should statements, right? Those would be some of the automatic thoughts that come um, uh, from that type of core belief. And so we would have to pause and learn how to how to hold the gray area of life or how to like take your stress off because a lot of perfectionists, they live in the future or the past. They miss the present moment, but the present moment is the only opportunity you have to actually better your future. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, you know, and I feel like, you know, one of the, one of the early best things that, that that we can do is just is just awareness right of like how we're showing up you know why did i have an emotional reaction to something yeah. do i have to and, and it's like you know and 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 we don't necessarily have to have all the answers as to why i think sometimes it's like i don't know I don't remember. I don't know why I picked this up, but you know, this is just how I show up when this kind of thing happens in my life. You know, I I feel threatened. I feel unsafe. I feel unloved. I feel alone. I feel embarrassed. I feel less than right. And so that's kind of how our brain is interpreting that experience. So how how do you help people? Get, and and I think sometimes awareness can can be a little challenging, right? Because I think when we think of no, this is just 
the way that it is, right? It, and it does it does require a degree of introspection. But are, are there any tips or hacks that that you know, just like how can we start getting meta on ourselves, or how can yeah. we kind of like you know, it's like you know, hop into the hot air balloon, rise up above a little bit, and then just look at look at me down there, and look at the dynamic, mm-hmm. look at you know, just you know, may or better yet, how can we do that on the fly? That's what I really want to know. Well, I think that doing it on the fly is going to, you first have to have that foundation. I mean, a lot of people want to go right to the third story before the foundation first or second story is created. And there is a process. And this kind of depends on how you're wired. I work with a lot of linear thinkers. They need to know the engineering of stuff. And one thing that we have to remember is it's, it's normal for the human mind, not the human brain, but the human mind to want to make meaning out of things. That's why when you have an ailment, you're like, oh, I must have this, or it must be this, right? We always want to diagnose when sometimes it's not not that linear. We want to think, we think very linear, very one plus one equals two. That's usually not how life is. It's a little bit more broad, a little bit more circular, a little bit more complicated. But as for growing your awareness, one of the best things you can do is journal. A lot of people don't like that, especially men. Ironically, they're kind of like afraid of journaling, it seems. (laughs) I always chuckle at, but journaling is amazing, especially if you're a leader. Um, Harvard Business Review has so much information about the power of journaling and how that actually helps grow your awareness. I've been journaling since I was six years old, and I can just say from that, like my awareness has grown so much from doing that, but also it's learning your thinking traps, your automatic um, negative thoughts, right? We all have them that can help you identify your core beliefs and leveraging mindfulness. Um, and then taking more of a curious approach, you know, perfectionists, mm-hmm. they want to get it right. And it's like, it's got to be this. And it's like, you're looking through a scope. Well, life's a little bit more bigger than that. And like a pendulum, right? So trying to keep the pendulum more in the middle versus being like exact, because I also think you have to learn how to laugh about life. I mean, I'm 33. And the one thing that I'm learning is life is not as serious as I used to make it like chill out. Nobody cares. You're freaking out over like an anthill. You're not going to remember it on your deathbed. And life's so much more than power, money, and fame. I mean, it's really about connection. It's about love. It's about growing and treating people uh, with worth and leaving someone feeling more worthy than maybe how they felt in the, in the meantime. I mean, Unfortunately, America's become so self-absorbed. Well, probably the world, honestly, with social mm-hmm. media has become so so self-absorbed. So it's taking a second and being like, okay, it's using tactical empathy a lot of times too. Like, how can you t- do a timeout and say, I wonder how this person's feeling? You don't have to agree with somebody's perspective, but are you able to at least hold it and honor it and just allow them to have it? It's not a right or wrong thing. So again, it's just learning how to practice that gray and learning your way of thinking. 95% of our thoughts are the same every single day. You got plenty of time to identify your thoughts and one to 99% of those thoughts can be negative and you can have six to 70,000 thoughts a day. So it's kind of sometimes taking timeouts and going, you know, what was I just doing? What was I feeling? What was I thinking? And just like, like processing those moments. It's also being mindful of where you're reflecting and how you're visualizing and where you're using your mental energy and then learning how to take your thoughts captive. I mean, all of those are really ingredients to grow your awareness. Yeah. You know, Elizabeth, I've been I'm kind of taking a look at your social media as we've been chatting here. Um, and uh, boy, there's a few things uh, that, that I'd love to ask you about. Um, uh, so for example, um, y- you said, Unexpressed negative emotions fester if not expressed. What what does that mean? Um, well, what do you think it means? I don't know. I, I, I it's like I, I when when you say a, a negative emotion mm-hmm. uh, or an unexpressed negative emotion, like let's say that. Um, are you talking about like well? 
let's say for example, um, I'm talking to someone, I'm like, you know, when you, if I don't, if I don't let them know, you know, when you said this, I felt hurt. Like, I, I know that's very therapeutic for me just to be able to like, look, I can't just bottle up everything. I like, I need to let you know here. Like, I, I know I really shut down when I'm not able to, you know, properly maybe express how I'm feeling. So that's my, that's my take on it. And that's the right take. I mean, it's like you said, I can't bottle up everything. Why? I would actually encourage you to not bottle up anything um, because we know that 95 to what is it? 98 to 75% of all mental and physical illnesses are due to our thoughts. You know, there's a lot of cancer that's linked to bitterness. If you don't learn how to process that bitterness, if you don't learn how to forgive quickly, it's going to be difficult for you to really have a strong relationship with that person. And so a lot of times, especially if you're more passive aggressive or um, more of an introvert people oriented person, yeah. it's going to might be difficult for you to speak up and say, Hey, you know, that really hurt my feelings. I don't appreciate you doing that. Or, you know, what did you mean by that? Or just having that, that those difficult conversations of when you did this, it made me feel like that. Now it's also holding in that place that no one can make you feel any, anything, right? Like you have to come into agreement with that. And so part of this is also owning where you have accountability and responsibility into the fight. Um, but it's so important to express our emotions. This is the power of um, journaling too, right? But you also have to remember your emotions, your feelings, they can lie to you. So really they're just more like... You know, the, the best way I like to talk about emotions is like the, the car dashboard when you're like low pressure tire thingy comes on, you don't just like swerve over and like immediately <laughs> deal with it, right? It's more like, oh, I need to pay attention to that and maybe watch that. And so emotions really just kind of help us get data. They're not 100% precise, though, and we can, you know, make meanings out of anything at the end of the day. And so this is kind of the craziness about the brain and the frustration about um, just emotions and the mind and the psyche that we're still learning. Yeah. Elizabeth, how do you work with people? What, what does that usually look like? Yes. So um, I always provide a performance development assessment, whether it's the free version that I offer on my um, website or the Winslow assessment, which is a paid um, assessment. And what that does is it scores you in 24 psychometrics. And so this gives me like an x-ray of your, of your mind ultimately. And then I'm going to compare that with the psychometrics of the job for you to be the most successful theoretically, right? There's always the exception to the rule. And then we, we work on those psychometrics to increase them or decrease them depending on where they are. There's also a lot of um, self-esteem work that I do because a lot of times until you get that self-esteem, that self-confidence to a, a healthy score it's going to be difficult to move forward, especially if you're wanting to get out of your comfort zone. And then through that, it's really listening to the goals that that person wants. A lot of people want a winning mindset that work with me or want to increase their revenue. And so sometimes that's working on soft skills or nonverbals or communicating um, or learning how to label and negotiate. So there's a lot of psychoeducation that I bring to the table as well, but it's very personalized. My clients get results typically within two sessions, which I appreciate because mm -hmm. I'm all about like, let's collapse time. My clients wanted it all done yesterday. They don't want it done today. Yeah. And, and so I, I think like a, a really good introduction to you might be someone, I, I mean, I'm hearing a few things, but certainly listen, it, it correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, but if you're a leader and you beat yourself up, you need to talk to Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. Well, most leaders are type A. So if you're type A, you probably need to talk to me because type A, I mean, the stress of type A individuals is insane. And then it's identifying those core beliefs and pulling the root, 
which is why I get uh, results so quickly because I don't care about your symptoms. I care about your core root. That's what we're going to attack. All the surfacey stuff is a waste of my time. Unfortunately, mm. it's what a lot of coaches spend time on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like, that doesn't give me anything at the end of the day. I want the core root. Let's pull it. Let's plug something else in, in its place and move forward. Neuroplasticity works for and against you. So if you are thinking negative, then you can think positive. It's just switching the narration. Simpler said than done, of course, but it's still quite easy. Yeah. Um, And we're not, just to be clear, we're not talking about, yes, I feel great. I feel great. I feel great. Is it? No, I mean, you know, there is a little bit of fake it till you make it type of deal, right? Because you can start to make yourself believe anything, but yeah. you, know, you have to also not take your thoughts so seriously. Like some of mm-hmm. this is learning how to let your thoughts go, how to really um, almost trick your mind into producing oxytocin. There's lots of things that you can do to get your your neurological um, and neurotransmitters going to really help you thrive and move forward. I mean, oh my gosh, the, it, the more I learn, the more I'm like, holy crap, our mind is so, so powerful. It's insane to me, the power of our mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when somebody goes to your website, Elizabeth, you'd mentioned the quiz. Um, your website is elizabethlewis.com. When somebody goes there, yeah. um, what do they do? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's L-O-U-I-S. So I do spell Lewis differently. I just like yeah. to share that with everybody. Um, so uh, gosh, I haven't, this is slightly embarrassing. I haven't been on my website in so long because we're we're in the process of redoing it a little bit, but you can go to, I think there's a section called freebies. Um, and there's a handful of free assessments that you can take from thinking trap quizzes, which will score you in 17 of the most common cognitive distortions. Mm-hmm. So that's going to give you tremendous awareness to your faulty thinking. There's that performance development assessment that um, I provide all clients, and that's going to score you in 23 psychometrics. So I don't do IQ testing on that one. And if you want to learn a little bit more about the psychometrics of a successful entrepreneur, I have a free PDF that breaks everything down and also tells you strategies and techniques to increase psychometrics. Yeah. Well, you just, for not knowing your website very well, you just did that verbatim. <laughs> oh, well, good. Good. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a like recovering perfectionist. So this yeah. is probably that coming out to be honest. Well, good for you. Good for you. We need more recovering perfectionists out there in the world. Cause you can, you can listen, you can still do all the great stuff. You can have all the great you impact. You can and, do more stuff. Oh yeah. You're, you're going to be way more effective Ooh. if you can, you know, give yourself grace, you know, to, you know, yeah, that wasn't ideal there, but, you know, rather than kind of staying stuck in the doldrums, I mean, you know, how we show up, like if you showing up, like it's, it's important for you to show up in, in, in your clients' lives, your audience lives, your, your team, you know, your team members. And if you want to show up in their lives in a positive way and be who you need to be, then yeah. um, I, I think the, the path, to resilience is ushered by, you know, that, that, uh, you know, being able to be more conscious and aware of ourselves and be more, I don't want to say resilient, but, you know, it's like that, it, it's like the, the right tools to forgiving ourselves and, and, and to be able to not take ourselves so seriously just makes that ride a little easier. Yeah. And it also helps your relationship with fear of failure. And you have to remember that perfectionism is really a Messiah-like mindset you know, mm. you really think you're God and, and to verb verbatimly say that you might be like, Oh no, I'm not. But if you like pause and you really look at everything you're trying to do, it's very much a godlike personality in the sense of you're trying to know everything, do everything and be everything, which is impossible. And so the core fears with perfectionism is fear of discomfort and fear of failure yeah. and really thinking in that black or white rigid way. And so that grace also helps we have a better relationship with the fear of failure or with failure, because at the end of the day, failure, isn't really failure in that per- 
permanency that people are afraid of. It's where you learn. I mean, like I've learned the most from my failed attempts, if you will. And oh, if you yeah. can like have that grace and be like, oh, okay, I tried this. Why well, didn't it fail? Because I learned this, this, and this. And now that makes me better in this, this, and this, right? It's always moving you forward because one like nano step forward is still growth. Maybe not on the scale you want, but it's still growth. And it's the baby steps that really get us the growth we're after. But that instant gratification can sometimes try to like trick us. And it's like, I want to be at zero and go to a hundred in like one second. And sometimes that's not realistic or safe. I mean, there's lots of companies who've grown really fast and that was their downfall too. You know, and even like, just, so, I, I don't want anyone to gloss over this. Like when you're talking about, you know, kind of this, you know, um, Messiah thinking, uh, and it could be easy to look at that term and go, oh, come on, I'm not like that. Yeah. But it's this fear that we are not special, you know, it's, oh my gosh, you know, that, that, you know, that when in fact, we were all special, but, you know, I think that some type A folks might say, yeah, but some are, I don't want to say more, like, I want to be more special, right? And it's, you know. But then we're leaving perfectionism and we're actually kind of talking more about narcissistic tendencies and narcissistic mm. personality disorder. So this is where we have to be careful in psychology because we can't narrow things down kind of how you're talking there. You have to see kind of that big picture. Yeah. And this is why diagnosing is so subjective in psychology as well, because you're, it, it, I mean, and this is why narcissistic, narcissistic personality disorder takes forever to diagnose because it is so big and nitty gritty. But if you're having like, I need to be admired, that's not perfectionism. No, that's no, that's yeah, narcissism. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of shifting gears and narcissism is a spectrum. I mean, every human yeah. planet earth falls onto it. And now that admiration can tell you that maybe you didn't get a lot of love, but most perfectionism is rooted from performance love at the end of the day, mom and dad, whatever caregiver didn't give unconditional love. They gave more performance love. And that's what creates yeah. the, I've got to do, 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 because I've got yeah. to earn the love and mm. you don't have to earn the love. The love is needs to always be unconditional, but not everyone knows how to love. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth, do you work, you work both individually and in group setting as well? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. What, what's the, what are the groups? Um, right now I don't have any groups, but I'm working on a mastermind, um, to bring in some, uh, cause I have a lot of, um, uh, entrepreneurs and small business owners who want to gather together. So I'm, I'm working on putting that together right now. That should be launching soon. Cool. And then my one-on-ones are almost, almost at its cap. I'm almost at a waiting mm. list right now, which yeah. is fun and not at all at once. <laughs> Sure. And again, your website, elizabethlewis.com, L-O-U-I-S. Elizabeth, thank you so much. Uh, I really, really appreciate this conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, 
seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.